0: What is up, everyone? Welcome in. It is another edition of Inside Boxing Live. Dan Canobio, I am your host, coming to you from an undisclosed location. Once again, I am not in my apartment in New York City, totally not there, but ready to bring you a huge edition of the show this week because we have a big fight coming up. Chocolate Tito, Roman Gonzalez, Juan Francisco Estrada. The rematch, eight years in the making. Three belts are on the line. The Ring Magazine, of course, on the line as well. Huge matchup joining us on the show to break it all down. A man that will be there in attendance calling the fight for matchroom, Chris Algieri. Uh, one of the best broadcasters today, a former champion at 140 pounds. will break down that fight extensively uh, as well as David Benavides, who's in action over on uh, Showtime. If you're watching watching. watching uh, this show over on Pluto TV on the boxing channel channel 728. Thank you very much. You can catch it every single Thursday and it has a ton of re-airs as well as the Fubo Sports Network. So we're streaming. You can get this show on many different streaming accounts. You can also listen to it uh, on podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also watch it on our YouTube page, CompuBox TV. So there's many ways to get Inside Boxing Live into your life. In addition to Roma Gonzalez and David Benavides, there's also a rematch. Cecilia Breakhouse and Jessica McCaskill Women's Boxing in the Forefront. International Women's Month, International Women's Day. I just got back from Flint, Michigan. I was hosting the Clarissa Shields, uh, Mary of Care pay-per-view. That was a blast. Uh, Thank you to everyone who bought the pay-per-view. Thank you to everyone who sent me messages, very nice messages, uh, about uh, hosting uh, that pay-per-view. It was awesome. Women's boxing is starting to get the push uh, that it deserves. In addition to Roman Gonzalez, Francisco Estrada, Juan Francisco Estrada, David Benavidez is in action this weekend. David Benavidez, you know, is going to be looking to make a statement this weekend. He lost his belt the last time we saw him on the scales it is the second time he lost his WBC belt. Not only that, he's in the Canelo Alvarez sweepstakes and, and Benavidez is saying all the right things. He may not actually be able to execute what he's saying, but he's saying all the right things. He's saying, I want to come out and make in a spectacular fashion and knock out Ronald Ellis. He says that I, I want to earn my shot with Canelo. Not sit back and wait. I want to earn it. He's calling out Jamal Charlo. He's calling out some, uh, Caleb Plant. He's calling out some of the other guys at 168 and 160, the bigger names. He's not going to sit back and wait for Canelo to choose him. He's going to go out there and make it a point where Canelo has no choice but to fight him. That's what I like about David Benavides. In addition to that, the guy is just one of the most gifted offensive fighters in boxing today. He ranks number one at 168 pounds and punches thrown per round at 69. A guy that size throwing 70 punches around is terrifying. He also leads 168 pounds and power punches landed per round with 17. On top of it, he has the, the highest jabs per round at seven. So the guy literally all facets of the game, David Benavidez is there, including plus minus. He ranks third in all of boxing with a plus 15 plus minus. Hit and don't get hit. One small criticism for David Benavidez is he's turned into a little bit of a headhunter. The CompuBox average for a percentage of punches thrown to the body is 29%. He's down there at, at 20%. We've seen this in some of his fights recently. He tries to go for that spectacular knockout. He feels like there's a lot of pressure to get those spectacular knockouts. So he goes a little bit. He starts headhunting. I want to see him go to the body a little bit more against yeah, Ronald Ellis. But I think David Benavides wants to prove a point. He wants to get back into that Canelo sweepstakes. I'm looking for him to make a huge statement on Saturday night versus Ronald Ellis. All right. Uh, We got to get to Chris Algieri. We're going to break down the Roman Gonzalez versus Juan Francisco Estrada. Here it is. All right, it's time to bring our guest in this week. You know him, Chris Algieri, former champion of 140 pounds, current broadcast extraordinaire. You can catch him ESPN, catch him Matchroom, catch him literally everywhere. Uh, Chris, one thing about you, man, is you might be the most beloved broadcaster these days because that's a tough thing it's a tough crowd out there the twitter world is, is rough but every time i go on there I say you yeah, man chris algeri is on the telecast he's making good points so you got that, that that's a great thing man
1: yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm, I might be doing something wrong if, if everyone likes me. It's just it's very strange in the social media world that we live in.
0: Yes, especially the boxing world where no one has anything good to say, especially about the commentators. But uh, you bring a ex fighters uh, stance to the to the telecast. And uh, I mean, they had you running around like crazy on that undercard, uh, what you'll be doing this weekend when we talk about Chocolatino and Estrada. That's tough, man. That's a tough thing. Running around, you know, from the host position with with Eddie to calling the fight to post fight interviews. That's that's got to be a little tough.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, it wasn't that bad because we're in a bubble. So I'm like, I'm here. So whatever you want me to do, I'd rather do this than to be sitting in my room looking at my feet. So um, you know, put, put me to work. I, you know, I'm a I have a hustler mentality, mentality. So I'm from New York. I'm used to just
0: doing work so there we go two long islanders here chatting it up um big fight this weekend wanted to get you on to talk about it you'll be there in, in dallas for the rematch eight years in the making chocolate tito roman gonzalez going up against juan francisco estrada three belts on the line uh fans are jazzed up uh, that's another thing you know getting fans to all come together especially boxing fans uh, there's, there's not a lot of fights that can do that that get everyone excited because it's such a fragmented sport but this is one fight that's going to do it and we were texting uh, back and forth setting up this interview and you said let's see if Tito has one more war in him and to me that that's what this fight is all about is both guys have a lot of have had a lot of mileage uh on, on their odometer uh you know look at Tito, 33 years old over 50 fights Estrada over 40 fights Estrada's last fight was was a lot tougher than Tito's last fight uh, who's the fresher fighter in your opinion I think momentum is on the side of Estrada at
1: this point just from where they from where their, their first match happened. Um, you know at that point Chuchito was really on the rise, he was considered, you know, one of the pound for pound best in the world at the time. Um, but that fight, I went back and watched it again recently when you know I was getting ready kind of for this this fight this weekend and my god, that was a hell of a fight. And you know, they were neck and neck in the beginning and then and then Chukotito just just pulled away with with you know his his experience at that point. But since then, Estrada has been on a fantastic tear. Um, beating some very, very top uh, top competition. Um, his last fight, like you said, that Quadras fight where he got dropped, I think, in the third. Um, you know, Quadras is, is is no no pushover. And for him to stop him, you know, late in the fight, I think it was 10 or 11, um, you know, that's really impressive even to come back from that knockdown. So, you know, it's, it, it, it's like you said, Chocolatito's last fight was easier
0: yeah.
1: compared to Estrada's last fight. But I think on a whole, I think Estrada um, maybe more on an upswing
0: career-wise, than Chocolatito. So do, do we just throw out the, the rematch? I mean, the first fight, because it was eight years ago. Um, Chocolatito was 30 years old, had a little more power, had less wars in him, hadn't faced the wrong size, and, and what, we saw what happened with that. And Estrada was only like 22, 23 years old. I know he had 27 fights at the time, but this is why this fight has there's so many storylines, there's so many layers to peel back. Can you, sometimes you take a look at the rematch, of the first fight, but can you do that in, in this fight? I mean, I hope not because the whole reason that we're excited about this fight is because the first fight was so damn good. Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't want to be able to throw it out. And I, I don't really think you can because, you know, it still is these two men getting back in the ring. Um, and, yes, yeah, certain parts of their styles have changed, but their, their, their genetic makeup in terms of what they are in the ring hasn't. So um, I do expect a war. I do expect them to, to do a lot uh, similar to what they did in the first fight. I think Estrada's probably made more changes in terms of his style. Um, he doesn't throw quite as many punches. He he sets his feet a little more. I'm curious to see if the weight matters. You know, they're I think they're up eight pounds from the first fight. And like you said, Chuck Otito had more power in the first fight. I I wonder who's going to carry their power or their chin at the higher weight better. Cause that could, that could really spell, um, what this fight could turn into.
0: Yeah, that's a good point because Chocolatito has those heavy hands early on, not so much anymore. We know they're going to throw punches, but it's yeah. interesting to me: is is Estrada is, is going to throw eighty and ninety to match Chocolatito? Because I thought that your Yafai's biggest mistake was he tried to he tried to like box uh, Chocolatito. He only threw fifty punches around. That's not you can't beat Chocolatito by throwing fifty punches around. You almost have to fight fire with fire. So mm-hmm. I think Quadras has the power edge, and I also think that Quadras has, I'm sorry, Estrada has the power edge. I also think that what Estrada has going for him is he can, he, he throws volume. Like we saw in that first fight, you know, you know, he was throwing over 100 punches per round in rounds nine through 12, which is just absurd. But you know, take a look at his entire career, he throws a ton of punches. So you almost have to fight fire with fire if you're Estrada talking about like, you know, the, the, the game plan. You
1: know, it's funny. They're both busy. They both throw a lot of punches, but Estrada's mm-hmm. different. He throws, I mean, gorgeous combinations. And he throws them, you know, he can step in, bang 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 bang, he throws that that one two, that lead uppercut that comes back with the, you know, with the, with the right hand left hook. Um, and then he can kind of move around. I think that's what he needed to do more in the first fight. A lot of times he would stop right in front of a Chocolatito and 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 be there for the receipt as they like to say. For Chocolatito, he needs to get going. He's kind of a he's a rhythm, you know, combination puncher. Yeah. He lets his hands go beautifully as well, but he's more on the inside cutting boom boom boom, where I think Estrada is more the guy who can step in fire combination, and then step off. But in the first fight, he went backwards a lot. And that was actually where Chuck Lutito was able to land a lot of his big shots, just cutting him off as he's pulling out straight with his head up in the air.
0: Yeah, I was just watching your preview with Jesse Vargas. Really good stuff. Um, something that you just illustrated right there. But let's talk about Ron Gonzalez, just him, just his career and how absurd his career it is and how unconventional it really is in a day and age where every career I feel like now is so carefully curated. I don't think we're going to see another guy like this, you know, turn pro at 18 by age 21. He's a world champion, you know, six years ahead of that to age 27. He's a pound for pound number one. And then by 30, he's considered done after the rung knockout. He's considered washed complete, his whole career written off. Now he's at age 33. He wins a title. He's back. He could potentially unify now at age 33. I mean, that right there is something special for Roman Chocolito Gonzalez, a career that has a lot of layers. And I think that's why a lot of fans are gravitated towards him because every fan and just the human nature loves a comeback.
1: You know, I think you, you nailed it right on the head there. You know, we don't see guys like that. We may never see a guy like that. He's a true throwback to, to the era of stay busy, fight a lot. Um, you're, you, you know, taking a loss doesn't mean you're done. Getting knocked out doesn't mean you're done. You know, we live in this world where if like you don't have an O, like you're written off completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Tito has kind of flipped that on his head, especially in these last couple of years, the way he's come back. But in terms of him as a fighter, he's literally one of my favorite fighters to watch. I mean, the, 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 what he does in there is it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's you know, it's, oh, it's, it's, it is, it's art. It's a beautiful thing to watch. It's a beautiful thing to see. You know, um, I've used this term before for other fighters. It's like a symphony of violence. And this guy is <laughs> like, he's just, he's so on point and so on rhythm and so on cue and his, his little defensive maneuvers on the inside
0: are are, are a thing that, that every young fighter should study. Going back to to just where he is today, you know he's fought four times since that Rungvisai loss where he was knocked out cold. And you know I I'll say right now I thought he was finished too. He just didn't look like yeah, he had yeah. it anymore. His, his body language was just not there even entering the ring. But he's had four fights since Rungvisai. He had two tune ups. He had the Yafai fight, and he had the the last fight with Israel. Um, israel gonzalez but you take a look at the numbers he's still the same fighter that's what's incredible like take a look at pacquiao who's maybe someone that you can kind of compare in terms of uh you know their careers arcs and all the fights and the wars that they've been in pacquiao doesn't throw 80 punches around anymore pacquiao throws 50 punches around because pacquiao knows he's economical he knows when to get in and get out the fact that chocolate tito is back at age 33 and still throwing close he's number one he throws the most punches per round of any fighter, close to ninety punches around. So that just shows me this guy's a freak.
1: Oh, absolutely, and I think the, the, the Pacquiao um, comparison is a good one. Um, also, I, th- I think with Pacquiao, he can't throw the combination punches anymore because of the weight classes that he's in. That's true. You know, he's gone up so much. Um, you, you you can't throw that many punches at welterweight, or, or you know, he's fought as high as junior and middle. Guys can guys can crack there. You know, mm. it, it's not like the lower weights where these guys they're all they're all busy. Um, and chocolate could, can punch. He wasn't a Pacquiao type puncher. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I it, it's pretty amazing to see someone be that busy at this age or this, what is considered an advanced age because of his weight class um, at 33. But um, yeah, no, he, he, he is absolutely a, a freak of nature. You know, I think his entire career, whether you're looking at how young he was when he won his titles, how young he was when he was considered pound for pound or how, old he is you know yeah. looking at you know this
0: this this resurgence are you edging anyone here i know a lot of fans are are want chocolatito they ha- hold such a special place in their hearts because of everything we just talked about for the past uh, few minutes but you know this is a true 50 50 fight this is what gets fans excited This is what boxing is all about and i've seen going on twitter and i've seen people making a case for chocolatito but i feel like a lot of fans and media are kind of sleeping on estrada a little fresher probably a, a little more power uh, Gonzalez, you know, we've seen him hit the deck and and very poorly, but, uh, you know, Estrada is, is a guy that we kind of have to uh, keep an eye on. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm one of those nostalgic
1: fans that, like I said, does he have one more, you know, one more big fight? Does he have one more big war in him? I'm, I I want chocolate to the win. I'm like I said, I'm a huge fan. I love watching him work. Um, but I, I do lean towards Estrada in this fight. I think that you know their their career arc since the since the first fight is 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 very different and um I'm super impressed with with Stradas uh you know combination punching and his you know he he's he's kind of brought up his power and like I said for him to stop Quadras you know that was that was really impressive to me because Quadras is a hell of a fighter yeah, He knocked and, down uh, twice yeah yeah I mean and and really put the, the you know the finishing touches on on, on the you know I think well, they, they they fought twice yeah I believe right yeah so yeah you know and for him to and he also he's you know he's beaten the guys that that Chuck Tito has you know he lost to and also struggled with at times so yeah styles make fights um you know maybe this will turn out to be another war but i do believe that quadras like i said has made adjustments to his style since the first fight so i do lean towards him but i'm st- it's still a 50-50 fight
0: yeah it is it is it's so intriguing i mean there's so many layers so many you can just peel back this onion, and that's why I think fans are so into it because uh, I mean, when do you see a rematch eight years in the making it's just that for, right there is absurd, which we went through Chocolatito's whole career. I think a lot of fans want Chocolate to win, but uh, you know the power of Estrada is really is sticking in the back of my mind, and uh I want to see a war, but i I would not be shocked if i if you see a a a, a stoppage I would not be shocked there, but another fight. This weekend over on Showtime, David Benavides. Talk about uh, another offensively gifted fighter. Two of the most offensively gifted fighters in boxing are fighting this weekend. David Benavides throws the most punches at 168. He lands the most power shots. He, has, uh, he, he lands the most jabs at 168. He has a really high plus minus hit and don't get hit. This is a guy that I think was going to go in there this weekend and look to shine because he lost his title. <laughs> he wants Canelo. He he's just a guy that wants to go in there and cause damage. Your thoughts on David Benavides?
1: I'm super impressed with David Benavides. Um, and and like you said, he throws the most punches one 160, but he's a power puncher, a power puncher, a guy at that size to let his hands go the way he does. Um, uh, that's that's a, a testament to his conditioning, a testament to to his balance and his, his ability to let those hands go like the way he does. Um, and he gets the to stoppages too. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's a, he's a heavy-handed guy. Um, you know, and when he's got you hurt, he he's, he smells that blood. And he goes he goes for it. Uh, again, I think he's one of the top dogs you know, at that weight class, and he's a guy that I would be interested to see uh, Canelo fight. Um, you know, I, 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 mean, is, I want to see Canelo fight a bunch of people, but he's a guy that I think could, 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 could potentially give him, give him real problems.
0: Yeah, I always I ask every guest now that comes on now, because it's like every fighter between 160, 168, you can even go up to 175, if they want to go down to 168, is in the Canelo sweepstakes. Yeah. And uh, what fighter out there, in your opinion... Gives Canelo his toughest test? You know, I would love to see. I mean, Billy Joe Saunders is,
1: is, is no joke. You know, and they got that fight coming up. Um, I was a big proponent for him being the guy that, that could have really, you know, given Canelo trouble. Um, but I've, re- I've recently gone back and, and, and looked at some some tapes in his last couple fights. And there are some things that I see that, that are going to play into Canelo's hands, which mm-hmm. kind of make me change my mind a little bit. Um, but I, I do think a guy like Benavidez, because he's, he's a tank, you know, he's a big guy, comes forward and he throws his hands. You know, he's going to put pressure, um, but Canelo's good at fighting bigger guys. You know, he, he's really, you know, his hand speed, his defense gives people a lot of trouble. Um, I think a guy like, like Bubu Andrade, because we've seen problems with southpaws in the past. Yeah. And Bubu is a long, strong, athletic, and awkward, you know, uh, fighter. You know, he's got, he's got good power. He's got great balance. Um, he's got that southpaw position. He's slick. He doesn't get hit a lot. So, um, you know, he's a guy that I, I would, I would love to see Canel and see how he would deal with that style. Cause Demetrius has a style that literally no one in the world has, you know, he's a, he's a very, uh, unique fighter. So I would, I would love to see that matchup.
0: Yeah. There's so many good matchups and everyone's so fixated on like Canelo's only fighting these European guys. When is he going to fight Charlo? When is he going to fight Benavidez? When is he going to fight Andre? But he's 30 years old. Pretty sure there's a a year after this, knock on wood, and an year after that. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities for these fighters. David Benavidez is one of those. I really think he's going to try to put on a show. He's going to look to take out Ronald Ellis, uh, over on Showtime. Another guy is Caleb Plant, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this. Um, It's something I've been putting out there, social media, and it gets a lot of response from the fans. You know, Caleb Plant is, is, or I should say Canelo has let it be known that I want to unify the titles. He kind of, you know, his hand, he put his hand out there. I wanted you to fight the titles, and Caleb Plant has one of the belts. He just fought recently. Maybe he had a little of a hand injury. Can you really fault Caleb Plant if he sits out between now and September and waits for that call for Canelo, waits for that payday? Or do you think he should go out there, take another fight, whether it be another tune-up type of fight? You know, iron sharpens iron. I believe that. What are your thoughts on the whole Caleb uh, Plant-Canelo situation? I say sit out. Sit wait, out, right? Wait
1: for, yeah, wait for that Canelo fight. That's what I, I said.
0: Mean, coming, off, coming off a hand injury,
1: um, even if you fight a, uh, you know, a, a quote-unquote tune-up guy, you know, the, the, the risk of, of, of injury and hurting your hand is, is there, you know, and it's boxing. Anything can happen. Um, you know, he, he's, he's, he's got the ticket, like you said, that everybody wants. You know, he's he's going he's gonna to be able to fight Canelo. He's got the title. He's got a reason for Canelo to, to make that fight happen. And it's not that far away. You know, uh, I don't know where he's at in his recovery for, you know, for his hand and whatnot but um yeah no i i think i think being cautious at this point is 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 not the worst idea.
0: Yeah listen, you've been there man. You know what it's like. You fought Pacquiao. You you hit a, you that's a, the biggest fight you could make right there. It, it's a payday, it's a you guys step into that ring, you put your life on the line. You want to do it and get rewarded financially as well as the glory that comes with winning a, that type of fight. You really can't fault a guy. You you ask any guy on the street, any boxing fan, they'd probably do the same thing because it doesn't come around that often. You can fight a guy like Canelo, and like you said, it's only September. And uh, this guy has put in a lot of work. We know he comes from uh, Tennessee, where you know things were tough for him. That dude's had a really, really tough upbringing, and now he can not only just for him, but his entire team. You know, his trainer, his manager, his everyone that's been with him since, since day one. So. I'm interested in seeing what happens with Canel. I'm interested in seeing this weekend. You'll be down there, Dallas, Texas. I'm very jealous. I think a lot of fans are jealous. This is the one fight. I'm happy there's going to be fans there uh, because I think that this is the type of fight that needs that environment. Ideally, this would probably be in like, Southern California, Subhub Center, where everyone will be going absolutely berserk. But I, there'll be fans there. We'll, we'll, get, we'll hear the roar of the crowd. You'll be uh, running around for, for match room. Are you enjoying it, man? I feel like you're enjoy- this broadcast life is, uh, suits you well.
1: Yeah. No, I do enjoy it. I, 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 miss people, punching people in the face and getting paid <laughs> for it. But this is uh, I get, I get a chance to, I love, I love fighters. I love boxers. I love fighters. Yeah. I love the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get them, I get to meet and talk to all these guys, you know, leading up to the fights, you know, do the fire meetings, interview them at the fight sometimes. Um, call their fights and literally I get the best, best seat in the house yep. and everybody, everybody listening
0: has to listen to what I have to say. So <laughs> that's it's great, not, man. It's not the worst gig. No, it is. I love, I love doing it as well for all the reasons you named. You're going to get back in there, man. I feel like every time we do the interview, you got to ask and we want to see you back in the ring. Uh, what's the latest?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I still got it. I've been in the gym. I just came from the gym just now. Um, you know, if, if, if I'm sparring, then I'm, I'm I'm looking to fight. So there's a lot of good opportunities that are starting to starting to materialize, in this post COVID world. So, you know, the pandemic really messed up. Oh, my God. I yeah. mean, it's, it's under, I can't, you know, it's, it's stupid to even say it at this point, but it's messed up a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of new things opening up as opportunities that are all over.
0: Let's do it. Chris Algieri this Saturday, he'll be on the call for Matchroom. He'll be there ringside. Big fight this weekend. A lot of big fights this weekend. Always the boxing schedule is heating up. Appreciate the time, Chris Algieri. Anytime, man. Appreciate it. All right. Special thanks to Chris Algieri. Always brings it. These Long Islanders, man. From one Long Islander to the next. That was that was good. I appreciate Chris Algieri. He'll be there for Roman Gonzalez, Juan Francisco Estrada. Another fight where you can confidently tell your non-boxing fan friends to tune in and not be totally embarrassed. There's a lot of those fights coming up. The boxing schedule is really starting to heat up next week. Virgil Ortiz and Mo Hooker. Uh, We also have uh, Dillian White and Pavekin rematched, and we get into April, which is loaded. May is absolutely jam-packed. Jose Ramirez versus Josh Taylor, Canelo, BJ Saunders, uh, Tia Fimo, Haney versus Linares. So many big fights coming up. And don't forget, after the fight, Roman Gonzalez versus Juan Francisco Estrada, I'll be going live on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. As always, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week for another edition of Inside Boxing Live.